thank you for tuning in to AnchorCast. Please remember to subscribe and follow us on social media at Anchor Nights to get the latest updates about events, meetings, and uploads. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome to AnchorCast, our first podcast testimony with Sierra Hargis. If you have not heard it, was an incredible, incredible story. Uh, go back, definitely check it out. But it was such a huge hit that I have been asked to do more. And this idea of this podcast testimony segment uh, came after we did a testimony night and we saw the impact of people sharing what God has done in their lives and through their circumstances. Uh, This is podcast testimony number two, and I'm super excited to have Alex Albedrez join us for this episode. Um, Thank you for joining us, Alex. Uh, Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? All right. Well, I am currently a sophomore in college. I'm majoring in political science in hopes to go to law school and become a family lawyer. Uh, Currently working as a gymnastics coach. I'm a youth leader for the freshman girls here. Um, I have two dogs and a guinea pig, and I... I'm currently watching Hannah Montana on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> nice. The best of both worlds right there. Yes, every night. You have two dogs and a guinea pig. Do they play with each other? No. Never? Um, not my two dogs. One's really old. One's still a puppy. And my puppy dog loves my guinea pig. Yeah. And like sneaks in my room and just <laughs> watches her. She stares her down. And it's the worst thing because my guinea pig makes noises. Yeah. So... Does it make noises at night? Does it keep you up? Yeah. I think my guinea pig has developed anxiety probably from my dog. From the dog just constantly <laughs> watching it. My dog's a German shepherd oh, okay. with so a tiny a guinea dog. pig. Yeah. The tiny guinea is nervous. Like, yeah. Are you going to eat me? Yeah. So, um, yeah, my guinea pig keeps me up at night. Wakes me up in the morning, <laughs> but it's okay. Also smells very bad yeah, <laughs> most of the time. It's cute though, right? They're kind of cute. No? It's cute. Well, I've had it for a year now. Oh, so okay. it's to the point where it's just like, you're annoying. Wow. <laughs> you're like, why did I get this guinea pig? Yeah, I could share why I got my guinea pig in my testimony. Okay. Right. <laughs> There's a story behind There's it. There's a story behind the guinea pig. Got it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, before we get into that story, uh, you said you want, wanted to be a, a family lawyer. What makes you kind of want to get into yeah. that sort of field? Well, also, when I tell my story, oh, it won't I'm make sense. Oh, I'm asking too many questions. <laughs> this is all part... Of uh, that. Okay. Uh, yeah. How about I ask uh, maybe a question that's <laughs> not a part of your testimony? Okay. Uh, how did you get involved with um, with Anchor Nights and uh, Cross City? Like, how long have you been at Cross City? Have you been you've been around since it was called Northside? Yeah, right? I so, have yeah. been. So, uh, about five years ago, my family transitioned to this church. We were going to North Point. It was pretty far away from where we live. So. My parents were like, we're not making this drive Mm -hmm. anymore. We're finding a new church. So that was about five years ago. I was a freshman in high school. And honestly, I did not like this church at first. I did not want to go. I tried to make every excuse not to go to church. But eventually, my sophomore year, I got involved in the high school ministry. I dragged my best friend with me. And that's when my relationship with God, I don't know, It was kind of already there, but grew even more. Mm -hmm. Um, After high school, my youth leaders were like, you need to go to anchor group. So I was like, okay. And 
I've stayed. <laughs> and you've just been around since. Yeah. You're like, okay, I guess I'll go. Yeah. And I also did Rooted with some of the anchor people. So that kind of okay, helped awesome. me actually get to know people and their mm-hmm. names instead of just like sitting there mm-hmm. in the background. So they kind of grow your community. Yeah, I definitely did. You, you seem, you're more of like a, a reserved mm-hmm. kind of person. And so yeah. like jumping straight into like, Hey, I'm Alex. Here's everything about me. Tell me about yourself. Yeah. Kind of, like, isn't that's your, not me. That's not you. <laughs> that's not you. So you're saying that you got, uh, you did rooted. Um, for those of you that don't know what rooted is, it's a discipleship, um, type program, um, that we have here at the church. You, you go through, it's like 12 weeks, 10, 10 weeks, it's 10 <laughs> weeks, um, plus one week of like the celebration though. Right. Um, I think so. And so yes. that's 11 weeks. And then I think there's an intro week. So maybe it's 12 weeks total. I'm just make, I might be making that up to make it sound like I was right from the start, but I was wrong. It's 10 weeks. Um, and it's uh, really cool. Uh, if you have any questions about that, uh, we'd love to get you as a listener involved into a root group. But um, Alex, it sounds like you did that. That kind of built your community. Mm-hmm. That's what kind of kept you sticking around with some good good friends and that sort of stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. Good. Good. So I'm, I'm sure that that's all a part of your story. And yes. I can tell you itching. So tell <laughs> us, like, tell us your story. Tell us your your your, your testimony, what you're kind of here to okay. share. Well, kind of starting off with Anchor, not Anchor, Rooted last year, mm-hmm. my testimony, it was kind of like, well, I was Catholic, my parents got divorced, and now I'm Christian. Mm-hmm. It was kind of that I feel like I didn't really have too much to say, too much to bring to the group. I wasn't like most... I was the youngest person in my rooted group. So that was a growing point for me. But as time has gone on a year later, I'm more confident in my testimony. So like I said, I started off as Catholic. I did the whole baptism as a baby, um, catechism, which was the worst thing ever for me, spending my Wednesday nights with nuns. (laughs) That (laughs) sounds like a great. It was terrible. I did not talk to them. They just, they freaked me out. Um, Did the whole first communion thing too. Um, Then my parents did get divorced when I was eight. Um, Come to find out my dad, he was abusive. We went through many uh, hard financial times because he would spend a lot of my parents' money. Just Mm -hmm. really God knows what. Um, So I knew that at the time. When I was little, um, I knew my dad wasn't the nicest person, (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. but um, it was a lot at the time. My mom was working two to three jobs at one point to make up for his spending to make ends meet. Um, At some times, we'd have to move in with my grandparents until my parents were financially stable again. Um, so after the divorce, we moved with my grandparents for a few years. Um, my mom, it didn't just end with my dad from there. Mm -hmm. It was still fighting in court. It Mm -hmm. went on for 10 years, like right before I turned 18. Mm -hmm. So yeah, divorces are not quick, simple things. No long times, lots of court battles and all that. And I'm sure that was rough on you as a, as a kid. Would you say you're eight when I was eight? um, 
I didn't understand mm-hmm. a lot. I was just like, oh, my parents are getting divorced. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it was a fear of mine, but there was always, it was kind of expected at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, There's always fighting in the house and just everything. And so I had my little brother and my mom to kind of, we were each other's support system. Mm-hmm. And my mom kept a lot of things from us just for, you know. Yeah, just to protect us, yeah. I guess. Um, let me see. So after the divorce, we stopped going to church. Um, it was like every once in a while we'd go to my aunt and uncle's church, but I was like, I was very stubborn. I was like, I'm still Catholic. I'm not mm. a Christian. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I think back at it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, who do you think you were? But <laughs> Um, so we did start going to church again at North Point when my mom started dating this guy. So I was in seventh grade and I loved it. I I didn't like the high school slash middle school type of thing because I didn't want to talk to new people. I was very still in my bubble. I was very shy. Um, so then with that, things kind of got even worse for myself. My family was getting better. My mom got remarried. So, let me see. We moved into a new house. We lived in Fresno with my grandparents. Then all of a sudden, we were in Clovis. Um, I moved schools, which was the worst thing ever for me at the time. Um, I had very hard time making friends. I was too shy, and I spent most of my time alone. So, with being alone, I was very in my thoughts, mm-hmm. and I thought a lot Um, I was very observant. And so this is when my relationship with God really started to develop. I was in church. I liked it. Um, And then I was just learning that you actually had to grow a relationship with God. Mm -hmm. I always believed in God. I always prayed at night. um, But church was not an essential part in the first part of me growing up. So moving on to high school, things were different. I had more friends. Um, Again, we moved to Cross City, and I didn't like it my first year of high school. Um, Let me see. I'm blanking. (laughs) Um, Well, so you you come to Cross City in your first year of high school, and you you don't like it. What was the reason for the change of churches? Do you remember? Um, just that it was far away. Um, my parents didn't like some of the things that were kind of changing with the church and they just thought God was calling them to be somewhere different. Mm -hmm. They're definitely right. (laughs) I did not see that at the time. Um, so you started coming to cross city and you said that you didn't like it at first. (laughs) And I'm sure that was just because of the transition from North point, a church that you really liked and you were involved in. And then like all things, Parents make a switch for whatever <laughs> reasons they have. Yeah. And us as kids or teenagers don't quite understand it. So I'm sure that's kind of why you didn't. You said, I think you said you didn't like Cross City at first, right? No, like, I didn't. I was very just timid. Um, it was part of the meeting whole new people kind of thing? Uh, no. No? <laughs> well, just... I saw people from school too. And I was like, oh, I don't want to deal with this. Uh, like yeah. church, I'm supposed to be away from school people. Um, I was just so stubborn. My parents wanted me to get involved in the youth ministry so bad. And I was like, no, and especially because you want me to do it. I'm really not going to do it. <laughs> the classic parents want us to do it. So we don't. Yes. Well, you, you, you were involved in 
like any extracurricular activities at school and stuff? Um, kind of. My freshman year, I was on the debate team. Okay. I didn't debate. My friend dragged me to it and I ended up liking it, but then she stopped liking it. And I was like, what the heck? We were like partners too. Yeah. And she was like, I'm not doing it. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, the only reason I'm doing it is because of you. <laughs> yeah, but whatever. I was involved in competition cheer. It was outside of church or school. Um, mm -hmm. It was kind of like club competition. So we had long practices during the weekdays. We'd have competitions on the weekends. So that kind of helped with not having to go to church because mm -hmm. I was off somewhere around the state mm -hmm. doing competitions. Um, so I would say my high school, it was kind of normal. I was definitely more of the shy kid. I wasn't in like the in crowd. I didn't go to parties. I didn't do any of the bad high school things. I Typical, yeah. Yeah, no drinking, no drugs, nothing. Um, I think my biggest high school thing was I had my first boyfriend my junior year. It was kind of cute, kind of terrible at the same time. <laughs> like most high school relationships. I think yes. you just described 90% of high school relationships. Kind of yeah. cute, kind of terrible. Yeah, it was definitely terrible, I think. Um, yeah, just terrible. It didn't last long. It took me a while to get over it, which is the worst part. Mm. But that's okay. Um, I also had my first job my senior year and that just taught me so much responsibility mm. and I hated it and but loved having money at the same time. Yeah. Um, so then eventually I graduate high school. Um, so, so did you, you didn't go to youth group at all when you were here or you? No, I did. You did. So like eventually like you told, like your parents were telling you, you need to go. And then eventually you. No, I had to make the decision on my own. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, I had a boyfriend and my reasoning for that was because I thought he went to the youth ministry because he went to this church, but he was not the youth ministry. Mm -hmm. So I went just to see him and he wasn't there, but I ended up liking <laughs> it, <laughs> which is not a good reason to start going to church, but it got my foot in the door and I stuck with it. <laughs> nice. So then you, what that was a junior year you said? Yeah. So you started coming to youth group junior year and then junior, senior year, right? No. No, not senior sophomore year? Sophomore year, I started, I dated him junior year um, from like, our, our moms were in a Bible study together. Oh, okay. Um, and then, yeah, I stuck with it until I graduated. Gotcha. Awesome. Cool. So then, so then how do you see, uh, you know, how do you, how are you seeing like God kind of work through, um, like your life? Like what have you seen him do in that high school experience and kind of, uh, and beyond that? Um, I think God's just working in the high school ministry, kind of just getting kids like me who don't want to listen to their parents, but are kind of being heavenly, have, <laughs> have. Strongly encouraged. Um, <laughs> heavily, heavily encouraged? Is that? <laughs> no, heavy, but with a Y. Heavily. Really? Yeah. Oh, it sounds like heavenly, but. Um, well, I mean, it's it's a church, so heavenly <laughs> encouraged is kind of punny. <laughs> um, but I just, all the leaders there are so caring, and that really helped me with 
just being in a high schooler and thinking that I know what I'm doing and them putting me in my place mm-hmm. and just teaching me, okay, this is what you think, but this is what God thinks. And that just helped me so much. And I've seen so many people grow with the ministry today still. Nice. That's awesome. So how have you seen God work kind of like outside of uh, outside of the high school group? I mean, you graduate, you start coming to Anchor Nights. Like, what? How have you seen God shape your faith and your and your your testimony? Like, what, you know, where do you see God kind of working your life, and how did He help you kind of reconcile maybe your parents' divorce and mm-hmm. kind of working through that hurt and you know and and all that? Okay, so. Um, graduating from high school, I thought I had it all together. I had a boyfriend. I thought I was going to marry. Don't put that in. (laughs) That's definitely going in the podcast. don't put that in. (laughs) Um, I was like, I'm going to Fresno State. I'm going to be a nurse practitioner. And I told everyone that I just had it together. I was going to go through nursing school. I was going to deliver babies. I was going to, um, get married, have kids. Perfect. Um, But throughout the summer after graduating, um, come to realize my relationship (laughs) was not the best. Um, And I just had a lot of anxiety about school. Um, For some reason, I was like, it's not going to happen. Like, I'm not going to go to Fresno State. I'm not going to be a nurse. And people were like, why? Why would you say that? Like, you're in the school. That's your major. Um, Two weeks before before school started, um, I just was driving home one day and I just felt God's voice telling me that it wasn't going to happen. It's not supposed to happen. I went home. I told my parents, I was like, I'm not going to Fresno State. I'm not going to be a nurse. And they were kind of just like, what? <laughs> like out of like after everything and the applications and the like supporting me to become that I was just like God doesn't want me to and I was completely fine with that after all my anxiety that I had during the summer I was just like okay just lead me to where you want to go so ended up going to community college um I was like researching majors because I was like I'm not being a nurse and my Mm -hmm. mom still wanted me to be a nurse and I was like no I can't like, like, no, mom, I got to follow my own dreams. Like <laughs> yeah. Classic Disney movie. Yeah, I definitely thought it was. And I did feel kind of like, I guess, guilty during that time that I didn't want to be a nurse because my grandma just retired from being a nurse. Mm. And she was like, I'm just so proud of you. You're going to walk in my Ooh, footsteps. That guilt trip and feeling bad of like, no, I'm not, yeah. grandma. And I didn't want to tell. I only told my parents. So I was like, don't tell anyone. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> So I started majoring in philosophy. That was terrible. And then eventually found political science. Um, during that time, I did get the calling to be a lawyer, a family lawyer, especially I didn't know why at first I was like this kind of just fits <laughs> I guess <laughs> my life um but going along with that later in my first semester I had to write a paper and it was about I chose to write about my parents divorce and from this point I had I was kind of numb um from the situation even though it was eight years ago I had no like feelings about it mm. I didn't talk about it it was just kind of buried it was buried and um this essay that I had to write about I was like I know how to get myself an A (laughs) so I wrote this paper um um I wasn't going through 
I wasn't in the healthiest state. Again, I was in an unhealthy relationship. So writing this paper and being confronted with all these feelings and I wrote it out before I had to type it and just seeing the words of like everything that I went through, I was Mm. like, no way, like this is my life um, and what I went through. So I really went through kind of just like a dark hole during that time. It took me about two weeks to write that paper. And in college time, that's a very long time. Mm -hmm. Um, Now I write papers the night before. I did that last night. Um, I can definitely relate to that. (laughs) A plus in... um, Trying. uh, Procrastination. Procrastination, yes. (laughs) Um, So I just had so many deep, like dark thoughts about the whole situation. I was mad, mad at God, mad at my mom. Um, And then my relationship was just getting worse. And I was like, what's going on? Um, I had a really close friend, but um, she was great, but she didn't really know how to support me in what I was going through. So eventually the paper was done. um, And I kind of just got over it. I was like, well, it's my life. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then so a couple months later, relationship did not get any better. Um, So eventually we broke up and the relationship has become such a big part of my testimony. And I just want to talk about it all the time, even though it was a terrible experience. Um, It just really changed me. And Mm -hmm. I feel like I have no bad feelings of having to have gone through that relationship because after that it was like sunshine and flowers and like not I don't want to like make it seem like that person was terrible but it was just I needed that relationship to grow and I feel like God put me in those moments of having to write my essay and being like okay you're an adult now you can deal with these feelings and I'm definitely God because now I can be like yeah well my dad was terrible (laughs) and (laughs) talk about it and not just be like so shy and just be like oh I don't see my dad anymore because that's definitely how I have been the majority of my life and now just being confronted with so many feelings and after the relationship I just broke out of my shell and um after a relationship, it wasn't hard to get over it. I was mostly just smiling and telling people like, yeah, we broke up, but it's okay. And people were like, why are you okay? And I was like, I have no idea. I'm trying to figure it out. Um, but after that, just so many growth came my way and I was not expecting it repeatedly throughout this past year. It's just one event after the other and growing and being in my thoughts. And so I do want to share some of the majority of the things because one, my heart just opened up so much more to people. And I just realized we all have stuff going on and that I kind of looked at people like they're always better than me Mm. because I was so shy and I wasn't really always in the conversation. Um, So just seeing like I'm actually equal to Mm. all these people around me. So that's just it grew my confidence. I really just not to say like I didn't care about myself before, but it was like a new type of Mm. I care for myself. I'm motivated for my life. People would just tell me like you're a new person like where did the old you go? And that was, it was kind of like a compliment, mm-hmm. but it was kind of like, how bad was I? <laughs> <laughs> um, Cause during my, uti- my rooted group, I, 
didn't talk very much. I was kind of just there. I was always nervous to say things. And then um, kind of the last month of the relationship and for a few months after that, I did a life group with my rooted group. And they were just like, wow, like you have grown so much. And they were constantly telling me that. So that just gave me like more, what's the word? Uh, affirmation. Affirmation that God put that in my life for a reason. Mm-hmm. So um, didn't stop there. <laughs> I went through very a few different friendship things mm-hmm. of kind of just learning um boundaries and when things would get unhealthy I would kind of get scared and shy away from that um at first I did not do a good job I was just like no get away from me but not I I didn't actually say that (laughs) (laughs) um but that's kind of how I felt and just negative feelings or negative things that would come my way I'd get scared of Mm because I knew how um unhappy I was a few months prior and I just told myself you're not letting that happen again um so that's really helped me just grow healthier relationships have healthier people around me and when things got unhealthy I would grow boundaries and I've learned this year that I do not have to be friends with everyone and that is helped me so much and saying no mm-hmm. has been a pretty big thing. So at first it was like, this is terrible. God, why are you doing this to me? But um, again, it helped me grow. Um, I also went on my first missions trip. I learned more about, I guess, boys in a way of what I want and how mm-hmm. I want to be treated and actually having standards and <laughs> not that I didn't before but it's it's more like general it was just like generalized yeah. it was like I want a Christian boy that's yeah. it <laughs> now you have more specific standards yeah. that you like these are what I'm looking for not just general yeah I want a nice guy yeah but you were like I want this kind of nice guy. yeah and I'm not like because I before I was like okay I'll get a boyfriend we'll get married done deal. <laughs> that's uh, it. No, no other steps. No. Um, <laughs> I've come to find out that's not how relationships work in dating. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's been interesting. I've had a lot of experiences and just being like, no, no. And get away from me. But again, not actually saying that. Um, I've grown so much closer with my family. Um, I've always been close with them, but I've actually started liking talking to them mm. and hanging around them. Basically, I'm not being a stubborn teenager anymore. <laughs> um, but I needed those events to happen to get me out of mm. that. Um, I became a youth leader for the freshman girls, as I said in the beginning. But that was just a calling um, from God. And at first I was like, yes, like I want to do this. And then the school year started and I was like, what am I doing? I was like, I don't know how to talk to them. High schoolers scare me. They scared me when I was (laughs) in high school. Um, definitely had a breakdown too, (laughs) but it's going good now. And now I'm more confident of my calling with that. Um, let's see, I've learned to cope with struggles in life. A lot better because even though I've been growing, life just still comes my way. Mm-hmm. I'm a college student. I'm working. Mm-hmm. Um, situations happen. So 
um, instead of being a drama queen about it, I've kind of just been able to suck it up. Roll with it. Yeah. Even th- I'll have my dramatic moment for like a couple minutes. Not Everybody like, does. Yeah. Well, mostly I definitely do. <laughs> um, it used to be like I'd have one bad moment and dwell on it for a week. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of been my life this past year. Um, my family has also grown. My mom I don't think she started it. I think she started it last year, but she really grew her nonprofit on domestic violence. So seeing her do that has just inspired me so much and just to care about people and that my family is just like the best people that I know. And a couple weeks ago, my grandparents actually took in my great grandmother who lived in Montana. So I'm actually named after her. And it's kind of been crazy having her back. Yeah. I'm not used to, like, super old people. Um, my grandparents are still, like, they're still up and going. Yeah. They recently retired. So um, it's funny seeing them, especially my grandma, take care of my great-grandmother and mm. being like, Mom, stop doing that. And hearing my grandma say mom to her actual mom is crazy. Yeah. But, um yeah, I would say I've grown a lot since my situations. It was around this time last year too, which is crazy. Yeah. So, so like you've just seen, uh, you've just seen the, all these situations just mm-hmm. kind of grow you. And um, and recently, I, I was in a, in a in a message in a sermon. I had said like we have a choice mm-hmm. we, in these situations. Basically, we can choose to grow or we can choose to be stuck. And yeah. so it sounds like you've taken these situations and you've just chose to to grow and mm-hmm. see what God wanted to do in those situations yeah. through them. So how do you how do you rely on God through all this stuff cuz I mean it could be easiest for us to get stuck and just be like, "Oh man, this is happening. I don't want to deal with it yeah. or whatever." Like how are you how are you staying close to God through these situations and seeing how he wants to grow you? Um, I think the biggest thing is staying connected in church and going. Um, I know life is busy for myself and just everyone really, but staying connected in the church has helped me and talking to my friends who are also going kind of towards the same goal as me of just growing a relationship with God and uh, praying a lot helps too. And just thinking, Mm. um, I think thinking so important. Um, there's definitely times where I'm like, I do not want to deal with this. I'm not thinking about it, but actually thinking and learning my emotions and how I feel about things and how I can react to a situation has definitely helped me. Mm. Mm. That's good. That's great. (laughs) That's awesome. So that all these, all these things have just kind of shaped like your testimony of like God is working and he, and he works through these circumstances mm-hmm. and he works through all of that. So that's, that's, that's great. That's great. And you talked about a mission trip in yes. your testimony a little bit. Um, <laughs> why don't you tell me a little bit about the mission trip, how that's kind of changed um, kind of some of your perspective and uh, on, on your faith and on, people just tell us a little bit about that okay so this past summer I went to India it was 
probably the craziest experience of my year. Um, it's definitely something I never thought I would do. I just thought the thought of it was just, no, I'm not going. But again, God called me and I was like, are you serious? And then I went. <laughs> he <laughs> apparently really wanted me to go. I just remember praying like, okay, God, like if you want to close the door, do it right now. Yeah, you can close it anytime. Yeah, but I ended up, I was one of the first people to get fully sponsored. Um, my family was so supportive. My mom, of course, was very nervous, um, but everyone was excited. And even a couple weeks before, I was just like, God, like this is, this is enough. Like mm. it's gone too far. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, India is scary. It's a third world country. Um, 3,000 miles away from home. Definitely scary for us who grew up in like Clovis yeah. or North Fresno. We, we live in our little bubble. Yeah. And we live in our United States bubble. Yeah. But then, yeah, going across the world to yeah. a third world country. Yeah, definitely. Definitely mm -hmm. a little scary. And it was also with um, 26 people. So that itself, getting people across the world is a mission and a half. Oh, yeah. That kind of group for sure. Um. But yeah, getting there, it was, it was scary. I really had to rely on God and just know like, it's going to be okay. Um, just seeing the people there, it changed my heart completely. Um, the girls there, especially were just, they're so happy. And I was like, why? Like they had, um, we first stopped in Jabalpur and they have a smaller mercy home mm. and the girls were very like hyper and it kind of scared me because I was <laughs> like, it was my first like real, like we were first we were in Delhi, but Delhi's kind of like downtown Fresno. I mean, a lot worse, but, um, <laughs> it kind of had the downtown Fresno feel. So it didn't feel like we were in India. It just felt like we're still in the United States there's just gotcha. cows walking around the streets mm. um so that going actually sounds better <laughs> I would love to go to downtown Fresno and just pet a cow uh you can't pet them you can't no they, like, it's bite your hand off or like it's just not allowed uh people will get very mad at you oh, yeah. yeah they're like sacred oh, in like oh, the Hindi oh, culture oh yes cows are <laughs> sacred in India. yeah you don't want to mess with that. them <laughs> I, yeah I'd... yeah that's why they kind of have free range over the country but um, Java port, it was very India and, um, I was so anxious and the girls, I felt like a celebrity. The girls were just all oh, trying to talk to me and they knew very good English and they wanted to take pictures with me. They had their own phones. Um, Java port is kind of, it's not like too poor mm -hmm. in India. It's kind of like middle class here kind of mm -hmm. for India. So just seeing how happy they were and how excited they were to see us. I was like, okay, this is going to be great. Well, after that, we had a four-hour bus ride on a very bumpy road. Mm -hmm. I was sleep-deprived. I was angry. I couldn't sleep because of the road, but eventually I was so tired that I just knocked out. Um, um, so, yeah, then we went to the Mercy Home in Demo, spent a week there. I would say my first God moment there was their Sunday church. It mm -hmm. impressed me so much. It was kind of like here. Mm -hmm. um, they had like their whole altar set up. It kind of, it was like cross city. It's like a stage, but mm -hmm. a lot smaller. Mm -hmm. They had their baptism. Um, the front part was nice, but then 
the rest of it was just kind of like a regular building. Mm-hmm. Um, and just being there and standing in worship, it it just amazed me mm-hmm. that I was halfway, I was across the world and I was worshiping God with people who I don't know. And um, when I was little, my mom used to tell me, there are countries that you can't worship God. Like it's not allowed. You can get killed, um, put into jail. And I was in one of those countries worshiping God with them. And the words were in Hindu, Hindi. Um, so I didn't know it, but I mm-hmm. felt God so much. And I felt like he was hugging me. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. this is why I'm here. Mm-hmm. And just to get to experience it. And the people were just so happy to worship God, even though, they, they could very potentially get hurt and even die from worshiping God. But the doors were open, which I thought was crazy. I was like, someone closed the doors. <laughs> like, You're people like, are going to come scared. in. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I'd say my next God moment was meeting a three-year-old boy. His name's Akash. He's in the Mercy Home Boys. Mm-hmm. Um and he is the cutest little guy ever. He's um, the youngest one there. His parents actually just dropped him off mm. on the front doorstep and left him. Oh. So throughout the week, I kept seeing him. And I felt God calling me to him. But I was like, no. Like I was resisting it. And the last day, like the very last moment we were about to leave, I was just like, what's this kid's name? What's his story? Like, I need to know. I need to sponsor him. And just hearing his story, it made me feel more compelled Mm -hmm. to be there for this kid. And he's so cute. Um, There was kind of a joke going on that I was constantly sleeping on the India trip. Um, (laughs) Any chance I got, give me a bussy couch. I was asleep. Taking naps. (laughs) Yeah, I was very sleep deprived the whole thing. and Akash was kind of the same way. <laughs> <laughs> Akash liked naps too, so I liked Akash. Um, when the boys, the boys from our missions team was playing with the uh, Mercy Home boys, when the girls were playing with the Mercy Home girls, um, Akash decided not to play and to take a nap, which is definitely what I wanted to do <laughs> in that moment. Um, like we are the same person. <laughs> yes. So he's so cute. Um, so, and then even so, knowing Akash's story right when we left the um, Mercy Home to start our travels back home, um, which took a few days, <laughs> um, coming home. And getting off the bus and seeing my parents and my little brother, it I just walked off the bus in tears that I had a family waiting for me at mm. home. And the kids that I spent a couple weeks with didn't have that. Mm. They, they either didn't have a family who wanted them, a family who couldn't take care of them. Um, they could the kids could be in danger and their parents have no other choice but to leave them at the mission. So that just, uh, it was terrible. People were staring at me. (laughs) I've never easily cried. I don't think so much and uncontrollably and just put it into perspective. Yeah, it was terrible, but it was so good. And I was Mm. like, I'm never taking my family for granted again. Yeah. So, wow. Wow. 
Uh, that's that's great. Uh, thank you for for sharing about that and for sharing about the mission trip. And you had said that like when part of you going through kind of all all the your different hardships or struggles and stuff. One of the things that kind of helped you um, in your growth period, something that helped you grow rather than being stuck, um, was your community, was your friends that yeah. was around you. Um, and uh, so tell, tell me about like some of your community. Is that, is that community that you built within the church? And like, just tell me kind of about that faith community that you have that supported you. Um. Well, I would say my first community started with the high school ministry. Um, I feel like I kind of never left because mm-hmm. I'm a youth leader now, but I still have just these people who kind of saw me from the beginning and watched me grow into a more mature version of myself. So I feel like anyone with the youth ministry, I can just call and I have before. <laughs> um and then also the other leaders there that I'm friends with, my rooted group. Um, I'm still in contact with most of them. <laughs> and then college group, I'm still able to grow my community a little bit more. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to transition. Um Okay, I got it. But also, (laughs) I have my parents' friends. Um, My parents have been involved in many um, Bible studies here. They've led some too. So I kind of have people that know me that I don't know, know all my business. (laughs) So um, I guess my parents and I kind of share a community with that, even though I'll meet these people and ask me questions like they already know who I am (laughs) but have gotten to come English okay I have I have gotten used to it by now um so kind of just learn to go with it and kind of learn that the whole church is kind of like my family now and kind of a home away from home well, thank you so much for joining us, Alex. And thank you uh, for just sharing your story and your testimony. Uh, we love to see just how God is working in people's lives, uh, how he's worked in yours through um, your parents' divorce, through your relationship hardships, and just how he's uh, just grown you over the last year. Um, we just love to hear about that and your relationship with God, the community you've built. So um, just again, thank you so much uh, for sharing. And thank you. Uh, to those listening to this episode of AnchorCast, um, just remember to share us with your friends. Uh, you can find us on social media. Uh, and if you'd like to join us live, uh, we'd love to see you on a Tuesday in the Frap House uh, on Cross City's campus at 7 p.m. Uh, but we'll catch you next time. Say bye, Alex. Bye. <laughs>